Human beings have been sharing stories for hundreds of thousands of years. And with those stories came the emotional, spiritual, and physical knowledge of the ancients. Shaman Durek, a sixth generation shaman and best selling author of Spirit Hacking, bridges the gap between science and spirituality and brings us back to our roots. He's here to bring forth the ancient wisdom of our elders, to help heal and bring happiness into our modern society. The time has come to end codependency and put the power back into people's hands. Welcome to the tribe. What is the shaman school? No. You're not going to be studying to pursue a career in shamanism or to bang a drum. The definition of shamanism is one who understands relationship. The shaman school offering reminds you how to have a better relationship with things and how to nurture these relationships, whether it be with yourself, the food you eat, the people you meet, your ancestry, community, the global community, animals, nature, and so forth. My goal is to demystify spirituality, to add a bit of science and understanding of how things operate in the energetic planes. The Shaman School's no-nonsense teaching explores all faculties of experience, from the physical, the emotional range, the mental capacity for information, dialogue, lexicon, energy, perception, awareness, how to understand the energy of currency, and so much more. Fundamental education teaches the basics that we need in society, how to read, write, add, subtract, pay our bills, or how to become doctors, artists, mechanics, etc. But the Shaman School is a school that we all should have been a part of, one that offers the additional tools needed to better understand who we are, why we think the way we do, what's going on behind the scenes, and what we are actually seeing and processing. Are you living well? Are you paying bills just to keep the roof over your head? Are you in a relationship but not fulfilled? Satisfaction cannot be lowered anymore by the inability to recognize possibility. Living well means fulfilling your ideas and your goals and your dreams and having the best time doing it. In the Shaman School, I have extracted the best from all of the world philosophies, religions, spiritual teachings, and theories, offering a juice without pulp that will empower your life. The Shaman School invites you to a world where you're able to seize the tools of understanding, where you're able to have fun and have more because you deserve more. Go to shamandurek.com and click on the Shaman School for the first step toward ultimate happiness and an understanding of your truest self. Let's make things easier and not harder for our life. We deserve that. See you soon. Hello, tribe, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast, and I'm Shaman Durek. And if anyone hasn't told you what a genius and brilliant being you are, well, let me be the first to tell you, you are a genius, you are brilliant. And if anyone says anything else, say, you know what? I'm not accepting that nonsense because that's the whole point right now, right? Where we are in our evolution is to realize that anything that's not being given to us, that's coming from a place of love or empowerment, 
but just not accepting the nonsense. The nonsense has gone on for so long. I mean, the diatribe of nonsense of people saying things to us or just reiterating things to us in a way that's not coming from love can no longer be tolerated, right? And at this point in our evolution, we actually cannot cycle backwards and start going over hurt and pain and loss and all these things that we kept going through in order to understand the true principle of that we are amazing, we are love, we are geniuses, we are intelligent lit beings of legacy, and that we know how to get it done. And that the power that was outside of us because we were looking for the validation and the acknowledgement is no longer that principle is being held for us. And that the only thing that's being acknowledged is that that power has been called back and then alchemized into a new understanding of what it means to be a mindful conscious being. Because a mindful conscious being, I hear it so many times, people are like, you have to have mindfulness. You have to have mindfulness. You have to have mindfulness. Okay, well, what does it mean? Okay, what do you mean by mindfulness? A lot of people think you have mindfulness that you have to meditate every single day. But again, does meditation actually constitute mindfulness? Or is mindfulness the realization or the huge awakening, right? Or should I say the aha moment that Oprah calls it, which I call it the ha-ha moment of the laughing at the nonsense that we have allowed into our beautiful brain space technology to affect us emotionally and physically and how we conduct our own lexicon and language out into the world. So let's just put a cap on it, right? Your parents, guardians, our people, relationships you've been in, friends you've known, situations you've been a part of, where anyone has said anything to you that is derogatory, rude, disrespectful, mean-spirited, or any word, vulgar word, or saying something that you're not, or saying that you can't do something, or you're not good enough, or any of that stuff, let's cap it. And let's just put an end to the nonsense and realize that they were all full of shit. A lot of shit, like a huge amount of shit. And I'm going to tell you why. Because one, they're so full of shit that they couldn't get out their own shit that they had to start shitting out of their mouth and saying all this nonsense to you, which has nothing to do with you and a lot to do with them. And secondly, if someone has so much energy in their day to be saying things to you that are rude and disrespectful, chances are they've been saying it to themselves all day long and you're just getting like a little bit of the crumbs of it, of what they're actually really doing inside. And you can imagine that toxic environment is not a pleasant place or at least not a place to have a picnic, that's for sure. And anyway, I wouldn't want to have a picnic in a toxic dump. I wouldn't have a picnic on a beautiful field of beautiful grass and flowers and wildflowers and wind and energy. Well, not too much wind because I don't want, you know, our picnic blanket to be blown. But the point I'm making is this, is that we keep talking about the past and the things that happened to us as if it was like some kind of amazing experience we went through in our life that should be shared with everyone. And did you ever think about that for a second? Like, why do we keep doing that? Why do people do that in general? Because many of us realize that that level of conversation is really pointless and useless and really, really, really a waste of energy. If you ask me, think about it. If every time you spoke about something negative, you would have to pay $500 and that was like the law. Do you think you would be speaking negatively? I don't think so. The thing is 
there's nothing there that's holding you accountable, right? To not continue to dredge up the nonsense that was delivered to you in unsuitable packages with, you know, just things you can't even begin to explain. I mean, I remember times where my stepmom would call me all kinds of names in the book. And I had to think to myself like, wow, okay, it was hurting me at one point. And then I had this amazing awakening one day when I was skateboarding. It was like this awakening. It was like, Dirk, you know, she's saying all these things about you and to you because she's unhappy within herself and she's just giving you a small portion of the crumbs from her place inside of that toxic area and why are you even reacting to it or putting any energy on it because you know it's not true and the only reason why you're getting affected is because you're like oh my god I can't believe that I am allowing this person to speak to me this way and why are they speaking to me this way when I'm such a good person I mean how many times have we heard that I'm such a good person. I can't believe they did this to me. I'm such a good person. I can't believe they hurt me. I'm such a good person. How could they betray me? I'm such a good person. I'm such a good person. I'm such a good person. I am such a good person. A good, happy person with a smile on my face. I'm a happy-go-lucky guy or gal. I'm a happy person. A very good person. A very good, happy person indeed. So why, oh, why are they being mean to me is it because I did something wrong is it because they hate this song is it because we don't get along or is it because they are unhappy they could be so unhappy that they are putting their unhappiness on my beautiful landscape of amazing success possibility and the joy and agility to recognize how powerful I am and we are too and do 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 so let go of the nonsense let go of the nonsense and don't pay attention to this anymore put a cap on it I mean at the end of the day you really got to put a cap on it because how many times are you going to keep repeating? I was so hurt in my childhood. My inner child is in so much pain. You know why your inner child's in pain? I'm going to give you a quick and easy of it. Your inner child's in pain because you keep talking about the same things and it feels like it's reliving it over and over and over and over and over and over again. I mean, if I had to sit in a room with someone who went through so much suffering, so much pain, so much anguish, so much whatever. And every day I had to be in like a groundhog's day of listening to them talk about the same thing over and over, the same, same, over and over, the same, same, over and over. And I can't escape because I'm a part of their world. I would probably be sad and hurt too really hurt like so hurt that like I'm really to kill myself to get off this planet to get away from you because you are literally driving me insane and I'm trapped with you in this body and having to listen to this rhetoric of nonsense that kept spewing out of your mouth and spewing out of your mind as if I want to continue to be polluted with all of that so that's why your inner child is hurt. You see, your inner child is hurt, not because your inner child was hurt, but your inner child is hurt because you keep reminding it that it got hurt 
So it keeps reliving that hurt and then keeps telegraphing it to you that it's hurt. Why don't you have a talk with your inner child and find out that your inner child hasn't really been hurt? It's just that you keep hurting it by continuing to surround yourself and be in that energetic energy that is low vibration and continuing to allow that to attack you, or should I say attack your inner child and attack you and create all kinds of havoc in your life just because you didn't want to put a cap on it. So I think putting a cap on it, putting a lid on it, closing it tight and sending it out of this universe. Actually, I want to send it out of the universe because it might end up on some other planet and then someone opens it up and then they're just like, oh, Pandora's box from, from the people at Earth. So literally, I think the best way to deal with it is to just completely dismiss it, release it, archive it and put it away and just like close that safe forever. I would even lose the combination if I were you. Because the key element here is happiness. And the key element here is reaching a profound level of consciousness that allows us to create what we call sustainable happiness. And the crowd roars, ah, literally, they're going, ah, I mean, literally, ah, yeah, because that's how good it feels. Because the thing is, when you have sustainable happiness, it's like having these beautiful micro orgasms that build and build and build until all you can do is go, oh, and you might do it more high pitched than me. But the point I'm making is that you still get an opportunity to move through that shenanigans and really clear that landscape and build something completely different. Like you get to be the architect of your soul. I mean, how cool is that? You actually get to go in, make a decision and go, oh my God, wow. Like I don't have to listen to that nonsense anymore. And when someone says something to you, just look at them and just be like, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Okay. Thanks for sharing. And that's it because Thanks for sharing. No one's caring. Actually, no, we do care. We don't want you to be hurt and carry all that stuff inside of you, but we're not going to argue with you, fight with you, bicker with you, and play power games with you just to get you to let it go. So we do care and we don't care, but we care, right? We care like we do. We really do care, but we're not taking it on until you're ready actually to transmute it, transfigurate it, and alchemize it into something a little bit more suitable for the occasion. That would be like going to a party and it's like this beautiful evening gowns and beautiful tux and everything. And you show up with like paint and like ripped up jeans and, you know, stuff like stuff smeared all over your face. And you're just like, hi, guys. Hi, I'm at the party. Probably won't get in because they probably have like a guest list. If they're dressed that well, they probably have a guest list and they probably have a door person or some kind of person that opens the door and checks if you were even invited. And truly, that's the statement you're making every time you're spewing all that energy and you're not saying, hey, you know what? I just climbed out of a toxic dump. And no, it wasn't the joker that pushed me into the toxic bath. Literally, I pushed myself into it because of the people who were already in it from my childhood and different experiences I've had in my life, yada, 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 yada. The point is, I'm willing to take responsibility for the things that I'm doing. So I'm not passing on this toxicity to anyone else. Yes, that means you and that means you and you and you and you over there and you 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 and a whole bunch of yous. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing right now. So I just wanna let you know, I'm loving on myself in the right way. 
getting myself full up so that I can be a lit leader of legacy and let go of Toxicville because there's a lot of people hanging out in Toxicville. And let me tell you, it is no bikini party or beach party or summer party or whatever party. The point is, is that when we actually begin to realize that the only reason why we keep getting hurt is because we are a bunch of people on a rock floating in outer space sharing poison like it was like sharing a jacket or a shirt with your best friend or maybe you're sharing an email or some kind of cool picture that you're sending through text or on one of your social media sites because that's how much people have been sharing toxicity on this planet and sharing their horrible miserable painful experiences now great if you want to talk about your painful experience and your horrible experience and you want us to all be there and present and yes and like give us like you know you are listening ears and be like hey we're here to listen to you and hold space for you and allow you to uh, really step into that space of revealing what you have going on inside you have to really be clear to let everyone know that you are loving on yourself and you are seeking information and wisdom and knowledge or know-how to be able to clear up that toxic suitcases, or should I say suitcases of suitcases, and some of the suitcases that don't even belong to you that you've taken on from like other people because you didn't think they could handle it themselves. You know who you are. And that, I tell you, has to end today. Because look... I don't know if you got the news flash and it wasn't from the news, like from the news station, but it's the news flash from the universe. You know, when you saw 1111, these really cool codes popping up all over the place makes you start thinking like, what are those codes? I actually heard a bunch of people say that those codes were like, make a wish, like you were going to blow out a birthday cake or something. Awkward. Okay. Anyway, not blowing out birthday cakes when I see 1111, but I do know what 1111 means. And it means to amplify love on the planet. Now, that being said, the amplification of energy through the 1111 or the 22 or any of the master numbers or the, when we say combination numbers, are being shown to you to remind you that you are an amplifier of energy and you get to decide what you're amplifying out into the universe and what you're amplifying from other people. That means if someone is in your like posse up crew and they're speaking in what I call elevator going down, which is like no go land, literally it means that either one, you would ask them to start showing up with openness to listen to ideas and advice that you and the other posse members have to share in order to level them up and get them out of the dump of their toxic land into a beautiful, amazing experience that you and a bunch of other people can show them is possible, which is really cool. However, if that person, if that said person, and really hear me out, chooses to not take responsibility, which only means showing up with love to the situation that they are continuing to proliferate and expand for no real known cause other than to irritate the living schmooky out of you. I thought I'd use schmooky instead of use a curse word this time. I thought it was very um, benefiting the conversation. You don't want to be irritating people to irritate the schmooky out of you. Schmooky. Yeah. 
that's what we're going to go with. So anyway, it doesn't mean that I won't curse again. It just means that right now I'm not feeling it. So basically, as we move into really understanding how we operate our brain-based technology and our neurological system to balance with our emotional system and our physical body to create human ecology that is operating in a field of harmonic convergence with the rest of the world so that we are living our lit life as leaders of legacy and a part of the Liddy Committee, <laughs> then we literally have to hold space for people and make sure that we're holding them accountable with the energy of we're not going to get involved in polluted conversations anymore unless the person or the said person or whoever it may be comes and takes responsibility for listening to the wisdom and information we have so that they can level up their life. So I say, put a cap on it. Decide right now that you, as a powerful leader of legacy, is making a decision, a conscious decision, that is, a real heart-soul connection decision, one that makes you just want to sit back and get all warm in your blanket with a smile on your face, knowing that you did it for yourself and for others. Mm, that feels so good, doesn't it? It's that wonderful, true understanding of service. So everyone thinks service is just like because you can help a, a woman across the street or you can carry someone's bag to their car, which is also a great service, don't get me wrong. But the real service is the ones that you don't see. It's when people are willing to show up and take responsibility for all of their schmooky. Yeah. So that way they are able to transmutate and configurate and transform all of the nonsense that they have been carrying for years upon years upon years upon years upon years. Or it could just be 10 years or 12 years or 15 years or 20 years or it could be 50 years or 60 years. Who knows? Each person is individually different and each person is operating at a different time frame if time was a real thing. The thing is, is that if we are to really upgrade this landscape of what we call human consciousness we really have to step into the self-regulating self-understanding of self-accountability for the sake of ourselves and the sake of the people around us and also the animals and the beautiful bird that just flew by your window if there was a beautiful bird but maybe there was and you just didn't see it because it moves too quick the point is we have to create a space, a landscape that is so different than what we understand so that our children's 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 children's, I think you got the point, can experience heaven on earth or whatever else you want to call it, because it really doesn't matter what name you place on it. I think you got the point. So again, remember, you are powerful. Nothing really stands in your way other than you. So can you kind of move over a little bit so that way you can, you know, yourself and your <laughs> multidimensional self with your super amazing intelligence and your genius perspectives that are there to assist your brothers and sisters on the planet to keeping it lit keeping it light which means light intelligence by the way and really stay high and i don't mean high like smoking weed high i mean like high on life high so that way you can be the most amazing you for the bunch of yous that are on this planet as the we's and they's and us's so that we can all live in harmony and not step over each other because we don't understand how to what show up and take responsibility which is with love <laughs> i think i said it really well i think you got the message remember you and only you and a bunch of yous and all of yous 
can make a difference for the we's and the days and the us's and the all's. So, love you. Hey, tribe. So the tribe wants to hear from you. And I know a lot of you are talented out there in music and poetry and recipes and ideas and just, you know, things that you want to share with the tribe. You can send that information to info at shamandurek.com and share your gifts with the tribe. Love you all and stay lit. Hi, tribe. We have an amazing tribal share from Derek Jamison. The song is called Firelight. Uh, you can follow Derek Jamison on his IG account at D-E-R-E-K-J-A-M-E-S-O-N. And uh, enjoy. You better hurry now Before you miss your flight We got one last dance Doors are closing at midnight You need to do this on your own Return when the trumpets call Standing at the edge of light Breaking through space and time Firelight. I dig my feet into the earth. 
reach my hands up to the sky The veil is thin enough tonight The portal opens up for you and I The ocean's waging war while I Watch the winds of change stealing you away I know you'll be there to ignite the spark of We're going to take a short break to hear from one of our amazing sponsors, who is Lit Verified. The Lit Verified store is open. But what does Lit Verified mean? Lit Verified is an acknowledgement and stamp of approval by the tribe. I have tried each of these products and they are the best. Lit Verified products vary from beauty, technology, clothing, food, health, and wellness, and anything that is ethically sourced, organic, maintained, and sustainable. Not every product offered to the team passes the Lit Verified test. No, not at all. Every Lit Verified product is carefully researched. Every CEO has been met with. Every ingredient carefully looked into the process production of all of it. I have seen the impact these vendors are making. Their vision and ethics are aligned with our tribe, with people who are consciously supporting community and want to make a difference in our world and make it a better place for us. Lit Verified products are ethically sourced and meet the highest industry standards. When purchasing Lit Verified products, we give back by creating sustainability and by leading the world to make better choices. You can be confident that you're buying into a company that supports a vision for change, not just a company that wants to line their pockets with money. We live in a time where we are oversaturated by commercials, TV, and social media, where far too many celebrities and influencers are endorsing things they know nothing about and things they might be doing damage to people, to the earth, and to animals. With Lit Verified, we've taken that doubt out of the equation. You're not only getting the best, but you're also doing the best. Pick up your awesome Lit Verified items at shamandurek.com and click on the link that takes you to Lit Verified. Love well, tribe. All right, tribe. 
time to hear from our special guest. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. I'm Shaman Dirk, and I love you. And if anyone hasn't told you how amazing and powerful and divine and absolutely genius you are, I want to be the first to tell you. I'm so grateful for all of you being on this planet, and I'm so happy that each and every one of you are doing everything you can to stay lit and be in your leadership as leaders of legacy of the Lady Committee. It makes me so happy to be on this planet with such powerful leaders who are leading in every part of their life through every industry and through every creative endeavor and so much more. It makes me so happy. I can sleep at night feeling good knowing that you're alive. And I just want you all to know how dear and near you are to my heart. So I just want to talk to you about this amazing, amazing divine goddess, like wisdom keeper that is here today. She's in studio with me today. And I'm so happy because Serena Poon is a C-N-C-H-C-C-H-N, is a nutritional energy practitioner, fusing her expertise as a celebrity chef nutritionist and Reiki master to her A-list clientele. Serena's passion and career for curating healing and wellness programs using integrative health, holistic nutrition, and culinary alchemy began long before she started creating contemporary meals, menus, and nutritional goodness for the likes of Jerry Bruckheimer, Sean P. Diddy Combs, and Carrie Washington. I am so happy to be able to have her here in studio today to share so much of her wisdom and so much love to the tribe. Welcome, Serena. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Shaman Derek. Thank you for the beautiful introduction and just thank you for your love and your magic. I'm, I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you, my love. You're such an amazing person. Thank you for the candles that you recently sent me. I love them. My sister loves them. And you're, you know, Yay. I just love how you put your, I love how you do everything. It's so beautiful. You have like a little box with the candles and the little matchsticks. And like, mm-hmm. I have the, actually, it's so funny right now because mm-hmm. right in my hand right now, I have mm-hmm. your aura cleansing mist oh, yeah, with, the, with the, ro- the Bulgarian rose water. And mm-hmm. I spray it literally. I'm spraying it right now. I spray it. I spray it. All the time before I go in the meetings, before I'm having like any TV interviews or like anything I'm doing, I always spray and it just it just shifts my energy and I feel so good. So I feel like I have a piece of you in my heart every day with me. And I just want you to know how much I love you and I appreciate you being on this planet. Oh, I love you so much. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. I, You just made my whole universe. Thank you so much. I, I, I'm so happy that you you feel the love that's in in the candle and that's in the mist and you know everything has received reiki for me but just I'm so intentional about it and it's so important to me that the people that receive it they feel that magic so thank you so much you just literally just made my universe (laughs) oh thank you my love I'm so happy no you really are special and such a wonderful gift to this planet I wanted to go and talk about when did you initially notice food was affecting your body on a psychological level Oh, well, you know what? You know, if you really think about food and our connections with food, 
you know, we connect emotions and, and energy and thoughts to food all the time, especially when, we, when we're kids. You know, if you think about that dish or that dessert or something that your mom makes or that your grandma makes and, and it triggers a memory for you if, you, if you can if you smell it or if you think back to it, because there are memories that were connected with those foods at a young age. So at any point, anytime you try something new, there's a memory that's associated to it. So I realized that I didn't even make that connection until much later when I started looking at food as healing. You know, when when my daddy was sick and then and then when our mom was sick too. And so it made me think back to okay, so if there's an if there's an energy that's connected to food and we're using food to heal how, when does this first start? You know, when are we making that connection? And I realized, because I'm always saying food is love, like why is food love? And it is because of that emotional and psychological connection that you make and that energetic vibration that connects to that food when you first connect to it, like physically, you know, like tangibly. So from a very young age, even though I didn't realize it until later, as I was putting it together in healing protocols. It's beautiful. Can, can I ask you, what prompted that shift to practicing culinary alchemy? Okay, so it's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Really, it began with my daddy. You know, when he, when he, was, when he was sick and he, was, uh, he had cancer, we, I just started to look into, into herbs and plants and, and food to find a way to help soothe and comfort him, even if it wasn't necessarily something that was going to heal his cancer because he was already pretty far along stage four when he was first diagnosed. So I started looking at plants and food and I, I was already studying nutrition in college just, just out of curiosity and just an interest in it. And so that was when I, I decided, okay, food, food essentially is medicine, but it's medicine not just for your body, but also for your soul. So I decided to go to culinary school, really learn and understand the culinary arts so that I could merge. You know, I can make something that was really beautiful and taste amazing, but it was also very healing and nourishing for the physical body. So that was how I first started. But of course, you know, at that time I was so concerned about my family. You know, we had lost our daddy and then two months later, our mom was diagnosed with cancer. And so I was just so focused on the people that I love and their health and their happiness I wasn't so much focused on my own. You know, I didn't really have a self-care practice then. And so I ended up having some health issues of my own. I, you know, all that stress basically and, and inflammation built up in my own body. I had to have a surgery to remove damaged tissue from inflammation. And I ended up getting MRSA, MRSA, which is a really deadly staph infection that actually people get in hospitals quite often. And I basically got it straight out of the OR. And that began my health journey for the next eight years because it took eight surgeries to get that MRSA out of my body. It was buried deep in my chest, close to my heart. And and I had to have multiple surgeries. And, And in that process, I'm doing all the right things with food, I'm doing all the right things with exercise and movement 
and started in with the mindfulness and, and meditation, but there was just another element that, that was missing. So I was doing all these things right, but I wasn't fully healing. And I started to dive more into spirituality and energy work. And that really sort of brought everything full circle for me. And then I thought, okay, if this works for me, I need to try this on my clients. And that's really how culinary alchemy began was, you know, when I was recovering from my fourth surgery where I nearly died actually. And recovering from that experience, I realized I needed, there was something else I wasn't yet putting into my healing protocols. And that's really where culinary alchemy first started. Wow, what a powerful story and how amazing for you to be able to discover all of that. I mean, I think, you know, it's interesting how when we have these types of situations that happen to us, if it's in our family or within our own individual self, mm-hmm. how that actually becomes the motivator or the passion for us to really create the change. Because you always wonder like what actually made someone who they are. Mm-hmm. And when you find out that it's always this very at home kind of thing, it's always this thing that has something that happens to the person, mm-hmm. something that happens to their family that actually gets them into a space of really stepping into their into their path and who they they are and, you know, and what makes them really passionate about what they're doing to bring change and healing and, and health and vitality back into their lives and the lives of others. It's really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that with us. Oh, thank you. No, you're welcome. I mean, there's always, there's just always a journey, you know, and I've really, you know, people talk about pain and purpose, but there is, there's so many, there's so many opportunities to learn and to serve and to grow in every one of these obstacles that we go through in life. And, and I think it just really depends on how you want to receive that part of your journey. And for me, every part of my journey has been about how can I receive this and help someone else with it? How can I receive this and, and help someone else heal from this? And, and it's been, it's definitely been a learning process for me. Of course, as I said, self-care didn't, didn't, wasn't really part of it in the beginning and it now very much is and what I teach and, and share. But thank you. Thank you for asking that. And thank you for, for acknowledging that. Of course. What are key indicators that allow us to recognize what food practices reduce stress and anxiety? And how do we recognize that? How do we recognize that? How do we recognize stress and anxiety or how do we recognize... Like the key indicators that allow us to recognize what food practices reduce stress and anxiety. So, you know, I think that especially with stress and anxiety, and there's been so much of it, it really puts us in this inflamed state. You know, our bodies are in this sympathetic state. We're not open to receive. And that's not just from an energetic place. That's also from a physical place. Our bodies are not in a place where we can receive those nutrients. We can absorb and and even digest properly. And so when you're thinking about foods that really help you to reduce stress, you know, first of all, I would say you have to look at anti-inflammatory foods because they just kind of help support your physical body, help shift your body to receive, help with your digestion, and just kind of put you in a more parasympathetic mode. But I work a lot with the energy centers and I work with chakras. So culinary alchemy is really about supporting, nourishing, fueling, energizing, optimizing your body from a physical place, you know, using that nutrition towards your physical body, but also 
spiritual nutrition, you know, using that nutrition towards your energetic body and your centers. So I really believe that grounding foods, foods that soothe and balance and nourish your root chakras and your sacral actually really help bring your body into a more relaxed place, help support your body when you are feeling stressed and anxious. So, I mean, that's with all of our chakras, but, you know, in particular, I always, I always look to support the root, the sacral, our solar plex as my first like targeted energy centers and using the foods that support those energy centers. What is the food that supports that energy center? Oh, okay. So with your with your root chakra, you know, and, and to make it really simple for people, I I tell them to just well, I'm always saying eat the rainbow. And the rainbow is I love that you say that by the way. Oh, I say it all the <laughs> time. Because I'm such a kid. So like eat the rainbow, yo. <laughs> it makes it so easy, right? Like it makes yeah. it so easy to remember what to eat. It's just like, oh, I just need to eat all the colors of the rainbow. But what you don't realize is by eating all the colors of the rainbow, you're getting this whole spectrum of phytonutrients vitamins and minerals that our physical body really needs. But, and you're also, you're also covering the spectrum of your chakra system and you can align those colors with your different chakras. So, you know, if we're talking about eating grounding foods and foods that support stress and anxiety, those are foods for the root chakra. And that would be foods that are rich in that red color that is in alignment with the root, chakra, uh, the root chakra and also root vegetables. So foods that come from the earth, you know, that you dig out of the ground and the dirt that, that help ground you. And they hold vital nutrients and minerals from that beautiful soil. And at the same time, they're connected with that mother earth energy. So they're grounding. And that would be that those are great things to reach for when it comes to grounding and supporting your root chakra with your sacral. Again, you know, colors that are in alignment with the sacral, which is orange colored foods, nuts and seeds, even fermented foods and really healthy dietary fats. Those are great. So, you know, I'm, I'm always saying if you, if you reach for foods like that, if you reach for nuts and seeds, they also help support your sacral. They are, they have the same vitamins and minerals and, and healthy fats that support those areas of your body. They're great for cellular, you know, regeneration, reproduction, balancing the water in your body. And so those are, those are great for helping with anxiety and stress. Uh, what is some of the food that you would say, you know, just like right off the bat that would come to your mind, stay away from? Okay, super easy. So obviously processed foods, um, and that's something that I think we all know, but, but you, but definitely stay away from processed foods and processed sugars. Those are, those are number one and number two. I personally recommend people you know, lean away from dairy. That's something that can throw off a lot of people's systems. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so are you, do you mean like cow milk dairy, goat milk dairy, chamomile milk, like or any kind of milk? Uh, well, I would tell people to lean towards nut milks and that might not be real milk, but like plant-based quote milks would be fine. But but dairy has enzymes. And, and like you said, whether it's from cow or goat or sheep, you know, there are enzymes in that in that milk that's not really designed for our human bodies. So, you know, whether or not you can digest it at a younger age and as you get older, you no longer can. Dairy is something that 
is quite inflammatory for most people's digestive systems and our our digestion, our gut. You know, that's that's our second brain. You know, some people would argue it's even it's it's our first. You know, but like that, our gut is is sort of that central hub and between your adrenals, which help balance your stress and that anxiety, and your gut, which you know, balances your whole system and also connects to your brain. You want to make sure that you were putting foods into your body that support and support those systems and don't stress them out. So for dairy, I'm talking about animal milk, you know, animal products that come from animals that are by design there to support the growth of their baby versions, you know, those baby animals. That's really what cow's milk is is intended for. So nut milk is fine. So nut milk only. I would say plant-based milk. So it can come from nuts, seeds, any type of plant-based milks. I would recommend over animal-based milks. Got it. And so let's talk about that for a second when it comes to the milk situation, right? Would you say that obesity or any type of bloating or any type of situation when it comes to people having gas or just like that stomach that just won't go away, do you, would you say that's coming from dairy? Um, if they're consuming dairy, most of the times when people have issues with digestion, I mean, it can come from a couple different places. From a strictly physiological place, it can come from the foods that they're putting into their bodies. It can come from dairy. It can come from having what people call a leaky gut, which means that the micro, your microbiome is probably a little bit off. The, the level of good bacteria that you have in your digestive system may be off and you may or may not have taken certain types of medications like antibiotics and other, other types of medication that I don't want to say the word harmful, but they do stress out your gut lining. And so when that happens, eating different types of foods, dairy being one of them, gluten for some people is another, especially if it's gluten that we have here and it's not made from non-GMO products. Those are things that can really affect the gut lining. It can cause bloating, cause bloating, gas, discomfort. Now, I would also say that stress and blockages and imbalances in your in your solar plex for example in your in your sacral i mean these things and especially in your solar plex because that area of the body the energy center kind of governs your stomach your small intestine your gallbladder just your whole digestive system and if you're feeling like if you're if that energy center is blocked if you're feeling like you, you don't have a sense of personal power. If you're feeling imbalanced, then that can actually cause physical disruption in your digestive system. So there could be a couple of different reasons why that bloating exists. And it can also do, it can also be contributed to food intolerances. So you might be eating something that your body has an inflammatory response to, and it could be a healthy thing. You know, you might be eating. A strawberries, which are you know what's deemed a healthy food because it has so much nutritional value to it and high in antioxidants, but your body might have an inflammatory response to it, and so it might give you some digestive issues. So in my practice, you know it's very important that I run labs on everyone because we want to look at everything from a from a place of science, and then we do a comprehensive overview with you know, where your, where your energetic body is at and what your goals are. And that's how you kind of put together like what your body wants and needs and what serves your body best. That's amazing. 
I love that. Mm, I really do love that. I think that's important. So you said sugar. Now you said processed sugar. What is, can you explain to everyone, for those who don't know, what is processed sugar? Yeah. So anytime someone's saying processed foods or processed sugar, that's something that food comes from this beautiful whole form, right? And you can get sugar that's in a whole raw form. Let's say coconut sugar or sugar that's in fruits, sugar that comes from like a a fruit that's almost been like dried out and now you have it in this like rock form. That's not process. Process is when it goes through several iterations in say a factory to yield, you know, the product that goes onto the shelves in a grocery store. And that's so when we're talking processed foods or processed sugar, that's essentially what that means is that you're you're having you're you're looking at an end product that's gone through several processes, extractions and iterations in a factory. And so it's no longer in the form that nature gave it. And so when you're when you're reaching for those, so it doesn't it doesn't mean that all sugar is bad. You know, you do want to limit some limit sugar consumption, but if you're having sugar in a raw whole food form, that's a much better choice than having sugar that's been processed in a factory, has changed forms multiple times to reach you in its end format, which is in a box or in a package. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. So what's the difference between white sugar and brown sugar? Well, white sugar is quite often it's been like bleached, just for example. So, you know, that that's another, that would be a process, right? Like when it goes through any type of extraction process and what happens when products and foods go through that type of extraction process or distillation process, there's chemicals that are added in. And so often those chemicals change the original format of it, um, what it's made of, but it also, it also has remnants of things that are not good for our bodies. You know, there's, it's either chemicals, there's little remnants of it, things that our body doesn't, and it causes inflammatory um, responses in our bodies because they're usually not natural. So when we're talking about dairy, are you, and you, do you mean as far as cheese is concerned too, like say buffalo mozzarella or yes. any type of cheeses? Yes. And, you know, I know how incredibly delicious, you know, an amazing burrata can be. And, and you know, I, I used to have cheese um, years and years ago. And as, as a chef, you know, sitting at Le Cordon Bleu and then afterward, you know, working with some of the best chefs after, after culinary school, you know, I definitely did consume dairy because, you know, at first of all, it tastes delicious and it's what is out there in a lot of menus. But yes, when I'm talking about dairy, I'm talking about anything that comes from that animal, whether it's a cow or sheep or goat or whatnot. And then the byproduct that they use to create you know, from that milk. So that would be cheese, cheese, desserts, butters, all those would fall into the category of dairy. And so, you know, for those of you out there that are still consuming dairy, you know, you might feel, you might think that, oh, I've got no problems digesting dairy. And that may be true to an extent because it's what you've had for many, many years. You grew up having it and your body is fine with it and you don't really notice anything different. But what I would challenge you to do is to just not have it for maybe a week or, or two weeks even and see how your body feels. You know, see how, see, notice any changes that you might have with your digestion 
with bloating, with a difference in your skin. Just notice that. And, and that would be, I think, like the easiest way to really discern whether or not your body really, whether or not your body can really process and digest that at an optimal level. So you may feel, you may feel the same. It's unlikely, but usually you have more energy. Because just what our body has to go through to process and digest that usually takes more energy than something that's plant-based. So are you saying that when your energy goes low, that means your body's having a more challenging time? Sometimes, yeah. When you're, when you're, especially after you eat something, you know, if you notice yourself feeling tired or lethargic, that's your digestion system working harder. And quite often, it also has to do with the way our bodies are processing. Maybe again, we've put something into our body that our body is having an inflammatory response to, and so it has to work a little bit harder to adjust for that. So, you know, again, the easiest thing is to experiment. You know, like have it. Have it in one sitting and don't have it in the next and see if there's a difference. And when our bodies aren't working as hard, we have a lot of energy. So when you're fueling and feeding your body or giving your body nutrients, you know, in very simple theory, you should have more energy after having a meal, not tired. Yeah, that's true. I notice a lot of people do get tired after eating like a steak or something like that. Yeah. When I go to dinner and I might go out with my friends, I'm always getting like a salad and a soup. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so exhausted. And plus, actually, my dinner time is usually like in the afternoon. So it's like their their afternoon lunch, my dinner. Mm, Because I do one meal a day. So I eat Mm. one. I'm on an OMOD. Okay. That's um that's beautiful. So you see it, right? And you can see it with them. And yes, you know, if they're feeling tired and lethargic after a meal, they might say, Oh, it's a really heavy meal. But really what it means is that your body is just working so much harder to break it down and to process it and to process out what you don't need and then to pull in the nutrients that you do want from it. And then, you know, with foods like meats. Those are more, and and everyone has, you know, there's lots of schools of thought when it comes to meat and when it comes to things that are plant-based, but so I'm sharing mine, but um, with meats, meats have a tendency to be more inflammatory. And so your system just has to work harder to break it down and digest it. Amazing. So what, what other foods would you say to stay away from that it's dangerous for the body and can cause any type of inflammation or autoimmune issues or any kind of health situation that we may not be acknowledging? Well, you know, I would say that those are those are the biggest ones. You know, people would be shocked at if they if they are having autoimmune issues, you know, staying away from processed foods, processed sugar, from dairy, and for a lot of people, gluten. You know, so and and I would say for some people, you know, alcohol, I feel like I don't even need to name it, but just in case, you know, alcohol is something that is inflammatory to our system. And, and, um, if you are in a place where you're trying to heal, um, you're either trying to heal your gut or you're trying to heal, you know, a condition you may have like an autoimmune condition, then obviously, you know, you want to stay away from alcohol, but gluten for a lot of people is something that causes an inflammatory response, especially if they're consuming gluten that's made here in the U S sometimes people can have gluten here, uh, cannot have it here, but they can have it say in Europe because they're, they're the, what they source in their products are, are grown slightly different. So gluten would be another 
product, you know, an ingredient that I would say, if you have autoimmune issues, if you're trying to minimize the inflammation levels in your body, then gluten would be another ingredient to be aware of and and not consume. So yeah, so those are those would be the base things. And you know, I don't. I think there's. I think a lot of foods fall into the category of processed. So any type of like soda, you know, when you're looking at things that are packaged, those are that's kind of like the easiest thing to stay away from. You want to lean towards whole foods, you know, things that have been vibrant and alive just recently, like, like someone do like what you do, you know, you do a salad and a soup and those things have such a vibrancy to them. And they were just living, they were just in the ground before they were harvested and put on your plate. Those are the best foods to put into your body to reduce inflammation, you know, and to kind of protect yourself and, and support your immune system against any type of diseases and to really help heal your gut. Do you use any salad dressings at all that I'm, I'm just throwing a random in there. Do you yeah. use any kind of salad dressings that you would recommend for salads to really, that are healthy and good for the body? I usually just kind of make my own. It's Salad dressings are so easy to make and people think it's harder um, to do. It's actually super easy. I love using coconut vinegar is one of my favorite things to use and just fresh lemon or citrus and just some and some olive oil or, or avocado oil is what I love to use. And then you can just use a little bit of say mustard to kind of pull it together. Sometimes I'll just grab stuff from the cupboard, you know, I'll grab some vinegars and some oils. I use a little bit of um, mustard. And then for some people that want a little bit sweetener, you can put a little monk fruit in it. Some people enjoy honey and you can use raw organic honey. And I just stick it in a little container, like a glass Tupperware, and I just shake it up. And that is, that's a dressing and it takes like three minutes. So it's probably almost just as fast as, you know, reaching for something in your refrigerator and then the the oils maybe like hardened up and you've got to shake it up and, and let it, and let it come to room temp a little bit. You can make your own dressing in minutes doing the same thing. So you're using, okay, let me just go over it again. Just make sure I'm, I'm getting it. I'm grabbing Oh yeah. It. So, so, so lemon juice, any kind of vinegar, you know, anything that like whatever vinegar that you have that doesn't have too much sugar in it. I love coconut vinegar. I like using coconut aminos too. So sometimes you can put just a, a few drops of that in there. Uh, lemon is one of my favorite things to use because it's just naturally tart and it's citrus and it's got vitamin C and it's great for your digestion. But if it's too tart for you, you can you can even use some orange juice in it. Can you mix it up um, and shake it up with some oil, some like really good extra virgin olive oil or avocado oil, some salt and pepper. And if you want it to be a little bit like you don't want it to be too thin, then use some mustard and that kind of pulls it together. And if you need some sweetener, so good, you know, and if you need some sweetener, you can add some honey for those of you that do honey or some monk fruit, just your sweetener of choice. Just add a little bit of it in there and just shake it up. Oh, you're making me so hungry. (laughs) (laughs) You have to do that for your salad today then. I'm going to, I'm going to, because it's like my one meal and it's around like, you know, it comes around like 2.30. The two thirty. <laughs> That's wonderful. I love that. So, do you think that eating? Because a lot of times, I this is what I hear a lot of is that mm-hmm. eating too much kale can be poisonous to the body. What are your thoughts on that? Oh yes, you know I think that Dave Asprey talks about that a lot, and he really breaks it down. You know, there's so many different schools of thought on that. I mean, first of all, how much kale is too much kale? It's a lot of kale. I think that. 
and, and I do kale, you know, I enjoy kale, but I think that having a variety of your greens is what's really important for your whole system and your microbiome and your digestive system. And, you know, I would argue that, and this is this is coming from that spiritual side of me, that there are toxins that are released in the body when a living soul has, is, has fear, right? And so when you're consuming, and let me just apologize in advance to anyone who does consume clean animal protein. I'm not telling you not to. I'm just saying that for me, one of, one of the things I'm thinking about is you know, when you consume animal protein and that animal knows it's going to be slaughtered, there's, there's only a few farms out there that really care and nurture for their animals in a way where it's a peaceful transition for them. But for a lot of places, you know, the, the animals, they go through fear you know, when they know they're going to be slaughtered and that the, those toxins and chemicals also go into their bodies, which then go into the final product that's on your plate. And so I wouldn't say that kale is any worse than that. There's obviously some toxins that are in plants because it's part of the ecosystem, you know, them, how they protect themselves. Um, I don't think that having kale is going to be something that puts poison into your body. I think it's in alignment with what the comparison I made with, with animal protein. So it's really just about balance. You know, it's always about balance and doing something on a regular basis that pulls toxin out toxins out of your system. You know, that's why I believe in lemon water first thing in the morning, you know, just pull all those toxins out that your body has been resetting and cleansing itself in the night, you know, while you sleep and, you know, eat really great herbs like cilantro and parsley. And there, there are things that you can do that just pull toxins out of your system on a regular basis. So if you're doing that, you're not going to have a buildup. So I hope that answers your question about kale. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Dave talks about it a lot, you know, and yeah. one of my good friends. And so, you know, he kept like, you know, sharing it with me and sharing it with me and sharing it with me. And then finally I started like getting into it and then I stopped eating kale. And I used to be a person who used to make kale and massage it, you know, yeah. make my own tahini and like, yeah. you know, with lemon and, you know, and then I just kind of stopped because every time it was just like, you know, he would say something, I would be like, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I think it's still okay. I mean, it just, again, how much of it do you eat? And there's toxins in the air that we breathe. I mean, there's toxins everywhere. So it's really about, it's really about being mindful that that is there, that is present and being mindful about having a really, a really balanced system of taking out toxins from your body on a regular basis. I mean, you can't, you can't avoid toxins. They're everywhere, you know, but if you know that they exist in different things and you just keep it balanced, you don't eat like five kilos of kale every day, you know, but you don't, you don't, you don't have to, you don't have to give it up entirely either, you know, because right. I'm sure there's probably products that you might, most of us are pretty clean with the products that we put on our skin, but you know, um, there's uh, some people are, they're total purists, you know, and I can't say I'm a total purist. I, I'm pretty good with clean beauty, but there's a few products that I really love that might not be the cleanest and there's toxins in that. So it's just about being mindful and being balanced and supporting your body by, you know, doing regular daily detoxing that isn't like doing a big cleanse, you know, just doing it on the daily. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I, for me in shamanism, we say that everything's about balance and, the, and you'll yeah. know when you go over because you will feel the imbalance. And like yeah. Be in yeah. that state of imbalance. And so, you know, it's like you can kind of find your space when you feel you're off balance is when you feel uncomfortable or you have something going on in your body or you feel emotionally constricted mm -hmm. and so forth. And we say, okay, there's something you're doing that's creating imbalance. Mm -hmm. What do you 
find to be thing that's causing a lot of imbalance for people right now in the world? Oh, just fear. You know, fear and anxiety, all of that. It's been just in the whole entire collective. I think that we all feel that, that that uncertainty that seems to almost be never ending because we're constantly fed um, information through the media. And gosh, I mean, I can't even just say through the media. It's through everywhere. Every, everywhere we look where we derive information Actually, that's making a blanket statement. That's not totally true. There are people that put out, you know, information that's not as confusing. But I would say on the whole, you know, that level of uncertainty, of confusing information, um, that fear and anxiety that's constantly being pumped out there and put into the collective. I think that that is the number one thing right now. And and people take that energy, they internalize it, and then it manifests itself in their physical state. So, you know, it's, it's having an awareness of that, that that is there, but staying really grounded, you know, and really, really continuing to tune into yourself and to the power within you and your own voice. And I feel that, you know, we most of us really, we have a knowing and we know what's right and wrong. We know we have that, we have that voice inside of us and we, and we know, and, and sometimes it gets really blocked out in, in all, all that frenetic energy that's out there and in the static. And so staying really grounded and staying really balanced as much as possible, tuning into yourself, knowing that when something throws you off, but not ignoring it and, and recognizing, honoring that Honoring that which is off and, and leveling it back out is what we can all do. But there's not a lot that we can do about what's just kind of being pumped out there, except to hold light, hold the space, you know, continuing to tap into love, our love, all the love, your love, all of our love, and, and continue to just vibrate high and hold space for those who cannot. Yeah. And it's really beautiful too, because I always say fear is a virus. It's a spirit. It, it hangs out with you and then you wants to get passed on. You know, I say everyone's talk, concerned about, you know, coronavirus. I'm more concerned about the fear virus. Yes, 100%. <laughs> you know? It's that, that, fear, that fear affects our immunity and our immune system and just every aspect of our bodies. And so, so no, I, you know, I 100% agree with you. It is like a virus, but... But we have we have medicine for that, right? Like we have we have love and we have support and we have we have medicine for that fear. It's just about making sure we share it to all those who need it. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to ask you because I know you have this product and I really wanted to know more about it. So maybe you can explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, what are your daily practices with this product that you have called Just Add Water? And, ah. and how does that how does that work within your routine or you know what is tell us more about that I'm just really curious about that oh yes and you I sent you some right or have I not if I haven't I apologize I definitely need to send you some if you, you did but I didn't know what it is so I haven't done oh, oh, it okay. I'm that guy I'm that guy oh no that's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine so just add water and for some people you know you can go to the website and you can see all the ingredients but you just have to like there's an area that says ingredients and you have to click on it. And I think that sometimes you will have a hard time seeing it or finding it. But just add water is essentially, it's something that I made years ago for my clients. It's got, it's just, 
I call it everything that you need in a day. You know, it is based in, in yellow pea protein. So that's like the, the plant-based vegan base for it. And then it's got, it's got eight super greens in it. It's got all these antioxidants in it. It's got some prebiotics and probiotics. It's got digestive enzymes in it. And it's got some cocoa and cacao just to make it all taste really good. Because if you think about all these raw, beautiful, dehydrated, you know, fruits and vegetables, all kind of ground up into a powder, sometimes it might not taste the best. So we put some, we put some cacao and put some cocoa in it to make it chocolatey and delicious. But that is essentially what just add water is. It's everything that you need in a day. It's got, it's got a solid amount of plant protein in it and it's, it's got good fiber. It's low in carbs and it's low in sugar. It just got three grams of natural sugar. And so what I like about it is your vitamins and minerals, you know, that you need to, to give you the energy that you need. It's got some basic probiotics to help you absorb and digest it all. And I created this for my clients years ago, years and years ago, when, because I have a lot of clients that are front facing, you know, they're in front of the camera and they, they travel and they, they're working 12, 14 hours. Well, maybe not 14, but about 12 hours on set. They, well, this is all pre-COVID, right? They're traveling a lot. They get off the plane. They've got to be game on, face on, you know, all the things. And um, so yeah, often- me too. That is you. This is why yeah. I'm like, you need it. When I'm at Paramount um, Pictures or I'm shooting yes, something. Yes, you know, you know exactly. It's exactly, it's designed for someone like you. And so when you're go, 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 and you're not at home where you have, you know, your blender and your juicer and, you know, any smoothie juice to replace, just, there's probably seven within the radius of your house. You need to try and get all those same nutrients into your day because it helps support your body. And so most people, when they're traveling, or running around like that, they don't get all those vitamins and nutrients and you can only eat so much. And especially if you're only having one meal a day, you're really only able to get so much into your body. I'm taking supplements, which I completely support. I'm a fan of supplements. I have my own, I've got 19 supplements coming out in, uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, so I'm a supporter of that and that can be very helpful. But what's nice is to be able to, to drink it in a form that's even closer to to that whole form. So when it's raw and organic and dehydrated, if you can't get the real thing whole, you know, in a whole plant food form, then at least try and get it in this raw dehydrated organic form. So that's what just add water is. And all you do is you add water to it. So I created it for my clients because they used to come back to me just bloated, weight gain, maybe their skin's kind of a mess or they're sick or they're tired, you know, whether they travel for four days, three days or a week. And so, and so I said, I just blended this up in my kitchen, this recipe, I gave it to them. They're all Ziploc snack baggies. And I said, just drink one of these once a day, add it to some water, just dump it in a glass of water and come back to me like whole. And one year we're at the Cannes Film Festival and they were drinking this stuff and like I said, it's not the prettiest drink, you know. You've got all these greens and all these antioxidants and all these things. When you blend, when you when it comes out, it looks kind of like greenish brown, not the prettiest looking drink. But they were drinking this, and their friends were with them, and and their friends looked at them and said, "What is that that you're drinking?" Because I was with you till five a.m. at Hotel Dukov, and I do not look or feel like you right now. Is that your secret? And, and so then of course they asked me if I had extra 
And, and I did cause I travel, I travel with them myself. And then that became, that became just sad water. I mean, we were calling it that, but it was just in Ziploc bags and we weren't doing much with it. And, you know, when these people were like, we need this, everybody needs this. We need it on set. We need it on, we need it for all our talent. We need it for the crew and the cast. It became what you're looking at now. It became just sad water. So it, I keep saying it's everything you need in a day. I mean, it might not have every single vitamin that, that the FDA would want you to say is there, but it's got everything that you need to give you that energy. It gives you all these greens, things that you would not necessarily like go out and eat every day, but it's, it's in this nice, you know, in this nice format, all put together for you and it's blend. And all you do is add water to it. That's amazing. Now I understand it. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you send me a box and you send me like all these things in the box and I'm like, okay, candles. I know. Okay. What is this? Okay, what is this? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's what that is. And you know what we did is um, I actually deconstructed that formulation in the last few months so that because so many people are staying home now and those just add water packets are great if you're jet setting and you're, and you're running around all over the place and you're traveling a lot. But since so many people are working from home now and traveling less, we had a lot of customers say, can, do you have them in a canister so I can just do it at home? And, and so, and so we, we heard, we heard you. And so now they're going to be in canisters. But what I did was I deconstructed it. So if you just feel like having the, the protein aspect of it, you can. You can get it in a neutral flavor and you can get it in chocolate. Or if you're like, you know what? I don't really feel like I need that protein. I just want to have all the antioxidants or I just want to have my greens right now. And I want to mix it with something else. I broke it down. So now that what you're, that packet that you're looking at is now four separate containers, basically. So you can do a scoop from each and have your just add water, or you can just do just the greens, if that's all you're feeling like, or just the antioxidants, which tastes like fruity and sweet and like summery delicious, if that's all you want. So that's what we did. And that's what's coming out soon too. And I'll send that to you as well to see if, um, if you like that as well. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That is so cool. What was I going to say is, so... P.S. I love you. P.S. I love you. <laughs> I just had to tell you. <laughs> P.S.S. I love you. <laughs> and I'm just, I just love listening to you. Um, how has authenticity played a role in your success? How would, what would you say in, in regards to that, my love? Oh, wow. I mean, authenticity is everything, truly. I, I don't know how to be anything else, you know? So I would say that I'm grateful that authenticity, I feel like is that unspoken language that, that transcends any type of communication you have with anybody. It's like an, it's an energy, you know, and it really allows you to connect with people, whether it's, whether it's like this, you know, in an audio format or whether or not I'm writing something, you know, in a blog or in a post or a share in that way. It's just, it has allowed me to form connections with people that I may never, ever see in real life. And it's allowed me to form connections with people that have now become, you know, in my, in my heart tribe. And so authenticity is just, I, I mean, it, that's such a great question. And I feel like I'm not even giving it justice in my, in my answer. I feel like authenticity is your voice. You know, there's something that I always say, and it's just about 
honoring your authentic voice and, and embracing your truth, your intuitive truth, your authenticity is you. Like it's your soul. It's your voice. It's your soul. And it always, I feel like it is, it's that connector. And I would say a great, a great example of that would be last year with with in 2020 with COVID, I had never done lives or Instagram lives or any type of live streaming thing because I was, I don't know, I think I was just self-conscious and and kind of nervous because it wasn't something that I'd done before. And I was in a different space in my own healing journey. I was in a different space, like layering my own story, like de-layering my own stories, maybe past um, traumas and just, I was still in that healing process and I still had so much judgment of myself. And when COVID happened and I had so many people, clients, friends of clients, people who are reaching out and out of fear, which was so understandable and anxiety and stress, they, they needed to know what to do for their immune system. They needed to know what to do with their nutrition. You know, they needed healing, they needed Reiki, they needed support. And I was working so much and I actually had COVID. So, you know, I was I was working so hard while still having COVID and realizing that there was only so many people that I could reach with my phone calls, you know, and and emails and and I decided I would just put myself out on live even though I was sick and I probably looked gray and didn't have as much energy as I normally do just to share what I knew. You know, I didn't say that it was right or wrong or that I had all the answers, but that this was what I was doing with, with my own protocol for COVID. This is what I know about the immune system. This is what I've based my practice on. This is what has worked for clients. And putting that information out there just to, just to help others and then bringing in amazing people like yourself, Shaman Dirk, to, to share your wisdom and your knowledge and give help and value to the community. All of that came from a place of just really authentically wanting to help people and to serve and to serve as many people as possible and to connect. And that has transpired into something I didn't even didn't even like conceive of. And, and doing that has now become a place where people go for information, for support, for tools to help themselves and to help others. It's turned into a beautiful place for me to meet amazing people and become friends with people that have been guests and, and partnerships and collaborations and opportunities have come from that. And that's all from a place of just authentically wanting to connect and serve. And that's, that has, what that's done for my business, I never, I, it never even crossed my mind and I would never have even thought of. And so, and so I think that's like a direct example of how authenticity has helped so much with my success because we're all so powerful, right? Like no one is us. No, I always say no one is you and that is your power. And it's a quote I heard from a song and it's so true. And when you can show up as you and when you can be authentic and show up as you, it will translate into success without you even realizing it. Absolutely. I love that, my love. How can one shift their mindset from self-care as a luxury to a necessity? Oh, that's such a great question. <laughs> and and so appropriate for me because I absolutely, absolutely saw self-care as 
luxury. I did. Um, when I was going through, you know, years ago when I didn't apply it for myself, it wasn't a priority. Self-sacrifice was something that I had prioritized. And so, you know, it seems so basic and people are always saying, you know, you can't, even if you love and care so much for others and your heart is in a place of service, you can't serve anyone at your best if you're not serving yourself. And if you're not serving yourself first. And for me, it's a constant reminder because, you know, self-care has to be something that I literally prioritize. You know, I've got to look at my week and my day and make sure that I've, I'm doing things that are care for myself. I'm doing things that are nourishing my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body, because that allows me to be my best for the ones around me. That allows me to be my best for my community and for the people that I want to serve. And so, you know, if that's, if that's what you're driven by, and that might not be for everybody, but that is for me personally, if that's, that's what I'm driven by, it's just like, how can I make myself, how can I do even more? How can I be better? And I realized that taking care of myself was, was one of the most important things that I could do to be my best for someone else. And so it just becomes a part of your health practice. You know, it, it's, it's just as important as, as staying really hydrated and drinking enough water, which I talk about constantly and nonstop. I think I bore people with how much I talk about hydration, but even with movement and, and putting the right nutrients and foods into your body, like that's self-care. And that's just as important as taking time out for yourself and creating space for you and just you so that you can be sitting in your own beautiful energy and taking in that which you give to others. And so that is, that's not, that's not only a priority, that's a necessity, especially if you're someone that feels or felt that it's a luxury. You know, I think most people that see self-care as a luxury are caretakers in and of themselves, you know, and they're people that prioritize the needs of others above their own. And so if that is you, then, then you have to realize that self-care only makes you a better caregiver, you know, a better caretaker. It only makes you a better version of yourself so that you can serve your brother and sisters. Amazing. You know, I think it's true too, because I think like I've, I've noticed for myself that when I don't take the time to just like, you know, just stop, check out and just take time for myself, mm -hmm. I, I, I find myself being exhausted and yeah. I, I notice that I'm not able to tap, like I can use my powers, but it takes more energy from me. Whereas yeah. if I'm fully like rejuvenated and taking care of myself on my powers, I can use any of my powers and it just like, I manifest quicker. Things just happen faster for me. Yeah. But when I'm not, everything goes slower and it gets more sluggish in my energy field and yeah. the way that I make things happen in my life, it kind of goes into these limbo states, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that that happens with all of us, right? And so it's just about remembering like, how are you at your best? You know, what makes you just function and be at your best. And then you'll realize that it's all those things that make up self-care, make up that list that falls under self-care. And those are things that make you your best. And so that makes them, that makes self-care a priority and not a luxury. Yeah, exactly.
So I wanted to ask you, how has your experience with energy healing allowed for you to own intuitive growth? Oh, wow. That's such a great question. So, so when I first started, when I was tiptoeing, you know, around energy healing, it was actually after, it was actually after this, the surgery that where I almost died, you know, after my fourth surgery of trying to get this MRSA out of my body, removing the constant, you know, the damaged tissue that kept coming, that kept happening because of the MRSA. I found myself in a place and it was, I was in a really dark place. It was a really, it was a, it was a very dark place in my life. And I've had, I've had, you know, more than one, but that was when I'm still in the apartment where I was like bleeding out where I almost died that night. And I obviously didn't have the ability, the resources to even move yet. And I'm recovering and I'm trying, I'm recovering to try and wait so I can get to my next surgery to heal the, to, to go back in and, and fix the damage from that, that experience. And I was, I was just in a place where I felt like, I know I'm a good person. I've done all these things. I do so much for, why am I, why am I in this place where I, I'm, I'm feeling so awful. My energy is so low. That's comes from a physical place too, because I was lost so much blood and I'm not able to even use the left side of my body. I'm not able to hardly function. I absolutely cannot work as a chef. And I was in this place where I just, I didn't know how to come out of it. And I realized that I had been talking to a healer here and there over the past year or so not really making it a part of my practice. You know, I was calling her like 911 style. I'd be in a bad place and I'd call her and then we'd do some work and then I'd feel better and I wasn't being consistent with that practice. And so I made a commitment that I would treat my spiritual growth, I would treat energy and energy healing like I would having, you know, healthy meals. And putting healthy foods into my body, like I like I was doing with, I was doing very little movement at the time because I wasn't able to in between those surgeries. But the little that I was doing, just having an awareness that physical activity and the physical part of health was just as important as the nutrition. I started doing this healing work with her, and I just committed to doing it every three to four weeks. I'd have a session. I'd talk to her, and that that not only helped my healing process. That not only was my steps into, into becoming a Reiki, you know, a Reiki practice, a Reiki master and, and using energy work myself, that really made me, that really started to heal the different layers for me, you know, in my journey. I had never even really healed what, what I, what I had gone through when my daddy got sick. You know, it was like, it was just like daddy, what dad was diagnosed with stage four. And then, and then everything just, it, just the whole, just everything just shifted, you know, and then he was gone after a little over a year. And then two months after he was gone, our, our mom had cancer. And it was like, I had never even processed what that was like, because there wasn't 
I'm going to put the word time in quotes. You know, there wasn't time. It was like we went from trying to save one life to trying to save another life. And then for the next seven years, someone was sick. And so I never processed what I can now say was probably PTSD. Well, not probably was PTSD during that period. And all the healing that I never received because I just went into autopilot of surviving and trying to help everyone around me. And so doing that energy work and that practice helped me start to unlayer. You know, it just helped me start to take away the layers and allowed me to to heal. And you don't even realize, I didn't realize how much healing I I needed and how far back I needed to go because you get used to, you know, you get, you get used to certain situations. You create new baselines for what is acceptable for you, what your mind, what your body, what your heart will tolerate. And it becomes a norm when it, when it isn't, you know, because being at peace is what's balanced and that's what's normal. And so, well, actually, I shouldn't use the word normal, but being at peace is really where you want to be at. And so that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so that's, that's what happened, you know, doing that energy work, becoming a practitioner at first, just for myself really helped me grow because it helped me take away the layers and realize, wow, this is just something I thought I was I was over and I'd healed from because I wasn't crying about it every single night anymore. But that wasn't the case. I hadn't yet healed from it. I just created a new norm around it or a new baseline. And so it's been a profound, and I'm still doing it. I'm still, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still healing. I'm still unlayering. Um, Even today, there's so many layers and it's been, I'm so grateful for this journey, you know, with all, all the darkness and all the pain and all of it. I'm so grateful because I would absolutely not be where I am right now. And I still have so much further to go. Oh, yes. Don't we all? I mean, I do too. You know, it, it's it's also about us being aware of the, the the intricate levels of where we are holding on to to energies that don't really support us. Yeah, and and that can be in the place of energy. That can be in the place of people in our lives. That can be is food. That yeah. can be you know environment. That can be a multiple of things. And I think us being able to you know to sort through that is actually going to create homeostasis for us. Yeah, teach us how to have sustainable health and wellness in our body versus fleeting health and wellness in our body. Yes, absolutely. Because that's what it's all about, right? Um, It's all about that sustainable sense of, of health and wellness and, and, and peace. That's what we, that's what we all want. And it's absolutely attainable. So no, I completely agree with you. And I, and I think that we can all have that truly. Yay. I'm so excited that you were here with us in the studio today. Can you tell everyone how they can get in touch with you and be able to learn more from you? Yes. Um, and yay. Thank you. It was so, I love chatting with you every single time I have the opportunity to. I'm so grateful to you, Shaman Derek. Truly, wow. like you're just the best. I love um, you. <laughs> and, um, and people can find me on my Instagram, which is uh, Chef Serena Poon. Uh, and that pretty much links to everywhere else. You know, on Facebook, Twitter is the same. The website is serenaloves.com. You can also find all of Just Add Water through my Serena Loves website. And you can find it on my Instagram. On Clubhouse, it's different. Clubhouse, I'm 
Serena Poon. There's no chef in front of it, but I'm starting to to be in uh, to be on that platform more now as well. So um, you can find me there as well. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so happy. And everyone, please go and follow her. She's amazing. And she's such a gift to this planet. And I love you so much. I, I love definitely you. want to get her candles and everything she has. She's amazing. Thank you, so <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I love you. I love you so much. I love you so much, too. Thank you for being with us today and ancient wisdom today. I love you, darling. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hi, Tribe. I'm super excited that we had the lovely, powerful Serena Poon with us on Ancient Wisdom today. And let me tell you, this girl is absolutely masterful, not just in everything else that she does, but in everything else that she does, literally. I mean, first of all, just to kind of like break it down for you, every time she sends me something in the mail, it's always this beautiful package box with like candles and beautiful things in there, like a bunch of things. Some of the things I don't know what's in there and understand it. And I'm glad that I got the information on this share so I can understand like what those little packages were. But the thing is, the candles smell absolutely divine. And she does it in such a beautiful way. And she's such a heartfelt person. I mean, that's the kind of people, you know, that just basically make this planet sing. Or at least makes me sing, oh, well, yeah, like that. Well, I could even go, oh, 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 yeah, I do like that one. And the thing is, is that when we have someone as wonderful and talented as her, that talent cannot be misplaced on any level. And that's the reason why I had to have her on the share for Ancient Wisdom today to talk about eating rainbow foods. I kind of like the whole idea of it because I do love that Skittle commercials like eat the rainbows. And I was just like, oh, and she's talking about rainbows. And I start thinking about all these other really cool things that could come from rainbows. Like it could be like, you know, unicorns and fairies and okay, fine. I understand. Not all of you are into unicorns and fairies, but hey, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a unicorn fanboying kind of guy. You know what I mean? Like if I saw a unicorn in front of me, like Jack did from that movie Legends, where, where he let his girlfriend touch it though. And it created like all kinds of darkness and stuff. I probably wouldn't let anyone touch it. I'd leave it like in a, okay, well, I'm going completely off the point. The point I'm making is, is this, is that eating the rainbow and really having all the nutrients that you get from all the different foods that have the different rainbows that connect with all the chakras of your body and give you all the things that you need so that you can stay lit is truly a way to go. And not to mention the fact that her knowledge that she has is so vast and so full. It's so good for us to know that we shouldn't be eating processed food. And I'm sure probably a lot of you already knew that. But for those who didn't, don't eat it. And also, I really love how she talks about understanding like how inflammation is created in our body when we eat dairy, which I can be very much guilty, very much guilty for that, especially when I'm in Italy. I don't know, but it's like buffalo mozzarella and the pomodoro and the basilico and the oilio and the mm, wow. And I have to give that up because I don't want the inflammation in my body. But then again, I only go a certain time 
in certain places. But hey, I always say keep the balance, right? So, I mean, if you're not overdoing it, you're not this big inflammation bubble walking around the planet and you could have a little slice of cheese. Or for those of you who are vegan, how about none? And for me, well, you know, I'm a Cheegan, so I kind of like vacillate between like a little slice of cheese at a party and a little not when I'm with my vegan friends. I'm like, oops, sorry. I had a little bit of cheese snack before I came over. (laughs) No, seriously. I honestly, there was a time I was vegan, like hardcore, and then I became an Omater. But then even just with eating food in general, I find it to be a very fascinating thing that we eat food and like how we eat food and what types of foods we eat and how it makes us feel. And I really like the idea that she's talking about, like if it does make you heavy and you feel like you're so heavy, like you're like sliding into the air, like a, like a liquid slug, probably want to lay off whatever it is you ate because it's probably not the best thing for you. Actually, I wouldn't even use the word probably. I'd say it's not the best thing for you. I was giving you probably kind of just to give you a little wiggle room, but I decided that you don't need the wiggle room. We actually need to keep these bodies tight and we need to keep these bodies right. Don't get me wrong. I've been hitting the gym like crazy. Well, actually not really hitting the gym because I don't want to hit it because it did nothing wrong to me. And plus I'm not a violent person. I've actually just been like, I don't even call it workout. I call it playtime with my brother-in-law who's been getting my bodacious body in shape. Yeah, a lot of that, a lot of salad and soup. And um, also doing VR, of course, to, you know, to smooth it out with my playtime. So playtime to me in AKA playtime workout, but you call it workout, I call it playtime. Okay, so the point I'm making is that eating food that is healthy for us and being able to give us what we need so that we're balancing our microbiome, as she talks about, because we want to have good, healthy microbiome, because as she said, our gut is smart and intelligent. If it was so smart and intelligent, can you just get rid of this little pot belly here, gut? I mean, come on now. And like working on this thing, or should I say not working on it? Because that's probably the reason why it's not going away. I've been loving on this little pot belly. But literally, you know, letting it and releasing it and clearing it is really the key. And of course, you know, I'm sure as you know that when you eat healthy, because a great part of any playtime, what we call AKA exercise time, is really about the foods you eat, right? So if we become more mindful with the foods we eat and not, you know, kind of just like haphazardly doing things just because we want to get our power back. Hint, hint, I know some of you are listening and you know that one was for you. Okay, and so I'm not going to simply say that it's all you as well because, you know, the other day I did have some Norwegian chocolate and I don't know if you've ever been to Norway and you ever had Norwegian chocolate. It is so good. You just can't put it down. So what I did, I took one little bite and then I wrapped it up and hid it and put it somewhere. Maybe, just maybe, I'll be like the Goonies and find a map and find out where I left that other chocolate at some point at some time. But right now, I'm not going on any kind of chocolate adventures, so I don't really need to find the map to like figure out where I put it because you know I don't want to go into any booby traps or anything like that. Booby traps. I don't know. Did, 
the data really laugh at that? Booby traps? Okay, forget it. Whatever. If you don't understand what I'm saying, go watch the movie. So the point I'm saying is that when you are eating healthy, and I really love what she talks about, and I love how she goes into really explaining her life and the things that she went through with her family and her father. And really, you know, a lot of that can really affect and how it shapes a person's mind and how it shapes a person's spirit to be passionate about what they're doing and what they're experiencing, you know? And I feel that sometimes we get so caught up in our world that we forget to take care of these very fine necessities of eating and really support ourselves when it comes to like putting ourselves at the best place that we can to ensure that our health, which a lot of people have told me, and I just want to share it with you. A lot of people have told me health is wealth. And so I believe that to be true because if you're not healthy, how are you going to rock the Casbah? How are you going to stay the leader of legacy? How are you going to be able to make things happen, you know, in real time, real space? So really taking care of the way we eat and the way that we take care of ourselves, I think is super, super important. And I'm really happy that she has come on to the share to share all of that information with us so generously and beautifully. And, you know, and not only that, but I mean, anyone who is like really wanting to change their life, right? We really have to be mindful about how much toxins we're putting in our body and what types of food we're doing as far as what kind of nutrients it has so that we can really start um, up-leveling ourselves because right now on the planet, there's so much stress going on. So if you're eating not healthy and then on top of that, you're experiencing a great deal of stress, that is a, a very huge, a very big, really big no bueno. So the key, you know, that she's talking about, which I think is beautiful, is being able to make sure that we are taking care of ourselves and drinking lots of water and doing the right things that we need for ourselves so that we can really learn to achieve. And I love how she mixes in like her Reiki and the healing and really bringing that into everything that she does because we really need to be able to to see how we can start creating that beautiful facilitation of you know acknowledging how we blend those things and i love that you know what she represents she's this culinary alchemy she represents that culinary alchemy of bringing and combining intuitive energetic techniques and you know and helping people understand how that functions with nutrition and integration and how integrating food and all of that on a psychological level emotional level and spiritual level and well-being which i think is pretty rad if you ask me and i also like the fact that she understands that when we are taking care and we are doing these practices of ourselves, when it comes to food and the way that we're eating we reduce that stress and that anxiety and i don't know about you i'm not a person who gets anxiety and that's just for all the many reasons that i spirit hack and do all these other things but i do have friends who do get anxiety and it's not a pretty sight and why because they're not doing the things that they need to do which they can do but they choose not to so that they can actually live their best life so you know when we understand how to really get into that mindset of self-care 
as a luxury to necessity of our lives and how we function. So that role of trusting and loving ourselves also comes with the understanding of self-care. So the more we self-care and take care of ourselves, right? Get off our social medias, unplug ourselves from computers, eat some food, eat slow, chew, masticate, you know, very slowly, get all that saliva mixed up in there. So you get all that enzymes, you get that healthy digestive system and really stay away from foods that cause inflammation and things that limit us from being able to live amazingly lit lives and so that we can literally step into a a different space on how we're integrating wellness into our bodies and how we're actually bringing in that beautiful energy. I believe with her knowledge and of our ability to stay lit and our willingness to bring change into our lives that we have the capability to move beyond anything that anyone can imagine when it comes to health and wellness. And I'm very happy that we had Serena on our share today on Ancient Wisdom today. So that's all I wanted to say about that. And I love you all so much. And remember, eat the rainbow. Eat the rainbow. I should do it like a Darth Vader voice, like, Luke, I want you to eat the rainbow. I am your father. Yeah, something like that. Love you. I've created the Healing Temple because people all over the world want and need healing, but don't have the access to those healers or can't afford them. One of the biggest high-ticket items in the world today is remote healing, but some sessions cost hundreds to even thousands of dollars. And for only $10, the Healing Temple is a collective space for people to come together every Friday for 30 minutes. Participants are opening a wellspring of abilities, alleviating stress and brain fog, where the mind becomes more optimized and performance-based, and where you learn to utilize energy to up-level your consciousness. The Healing Temple also helps to break down walls where you begin operating in awareness of wellness, feeling ambitious and inspired like things are really changing in your life. Inside the Healing Temple, you're also stepping into a world where you might experience phenomenons that you thought wasn't possible. Something as small as a chill or the hair standing on the back of your neck becomes like an opening door. Some members have even said they've experienced increased psychic abilities and that these sensations have intensified with following sessions. I've trained my powers to impact change and I've learned how to get results. Who doesn't want to feel good? The Healing Temple is not only beneficial to you, but also to those around you. Because when you're feeling good, you shine that positive energy onto others. Your partner, your children, co-workers, even your dog or your cat. Everyone around you begins to feel better because you are feeling better. It's a rippling effect that's much needed on this planet. We need the Healing Temple more than ever right now because of all that's happening in the world, the social political structures, calamities, chaos, and feelings of hopelessness and despair. The social climate is on high and this pressure cooker is taking a negative toll on how many of us feel. The Healing Temple offers comfort on a global level because when more people are feeling good, the more kindness, generosity, and realness is generated. For only $10, I invite you to become part of the community that seeks to do good, to feel good, and to make this world a better place. Go to shamandurek.com and click the Healing Temple to join our wellspring of healing, restoration, 
and elevated consciousness. See you in the temple. Thank you so much for tuning in to Ancient Wisdom Today podcast. Tribe, I love you all so much. And if you want to stay connected, be sure to check me out on IG at Shaman Durek. And if you have any questions whatsoever, please visit shamandurek.com or contact info at shamandurek.com to learn more. And remember, tribe, no matter what, stay lit.